The greenish-yellow glow of the aurora borealis shimmered its luminous arc in the black heavens. November was late in the year for such an arresting phenomenon. Perhaps it bode well for a mild winter and an early greening in the spring. All over the village, citizens of Quaddy Cove commented upon this hopeful possibility, nodding sagely and punctuating their laconic statements to one another with the ubiquitous Aya. From the federal-style house on Gay Street, Persia, in the final stages of preparing for the skating party, glanced out her bedroom window and uttered a cry of wonderment that carried to the farthest reaches of the second story. Come quick, everybody! Look at the sky! I never in all my life saw anything like it! All of her life was not that long. The younger Whittington daughter had passed her 16th birthday the previous week. The day had been celebrated quietly at home with only Captain and Mrs. Whittington, Europa, and the servants in attendance, since a November snowstorm had chosen the night before to close its chilling hand over coastal Maine. Still, the wintry blast had done little to cool Persia's enthusiasm at being sixteen, and on the very brink of everything wonderful in life, or so she assumed. And tonight, her life seemed almost too wonderful. The arrival of the Tongalese, her first skating party, and now this. The fabulous light show above had to be a good omen. Watching the colors shift in the night sky gave her the same pleasant, queasy feeling she had experienced while staring at the bronzed sailor a few hours earlier. For some unknown reason, she was unable to shake the man from her thoughts, though, in truth, she hadn't tried very hard. Holding a delicately wrought, gold-on-brass whale-oil lamp, Persia shaded her eyes against its glare and peered heavenward through the dimpled glass of the windowpane, all the while murmuring her delight at the shifting drapes of color glowing in the black sky. You sound like a silly child, Persia. For heaven's sake, I don't know what's to get so excited about. It's only the northern lights. Europa Whittington's tone conveyed the superior, pseudo-sophisticated air that set 18-year-olds apart from their younger siblings. She swept across the room and, pushing her sister aside, yanked the window sash down. What did you do that for? Persia demanded. The angry toss of her head captured the lamp's light, making golden sparks dance in her long auburn hair and gleam in her blue eyes. My dear little sister, you aren't even dressed, and here you stand, gaping out the window for any passerby to see. Why, I die of shame. Europa, of course, was fully dressed. She looked breathtaking in her mauve, velvet skating costume, trimmed in silver fox fur. Every glossy black curl was in place. Her cheeks had been pinched to bring forth a rosy glow. Persia could tell that Europa had sucked and bitten her lips to make them full and red. And she guessed that her sister had employed a broom straw up the chimney to extract soot from the flue to darken her brows and eyelashes. Europa had been preparing all day and had long since been ready to leave for the skating pond. Europa's perfection caused Persia a twinge of envy. The older girl was every bit as fragile and elegant as their mother.
Her features were finely sculpted, resembling those carved in the cameo brooches their father had brought back. From the little town of Torre del Greco in Italy, where skilled craftsmen wrought delicate jewelry from the shells of the Mediterranean, Europa's skin was just as white as the partition ladies portrayed in the delicate gold frame pinned at her breast. The only difference was that Europa's shell-pale features were framed in the luxuriant darkness of her onyx black hair.